0: Hello and welcome to Wise Women Wednesdays. My name is Jennifer Regular, and I am the sole illuminator at Lighting the Path and also host of this show. I get to bring inspiring women on this show from all around the world who want to help you to become who you came here to be and do what you came here to do. Today, my guest is Alexi Bracy. You see, cancer saved Alexi's life more than 20 years ago and started her journey to study and learn about health and living a healthy lifestyle. Over the years, she has coached, consulted, and taught plant-based food classes, has been an executive chef at a wellness spa on several occasions, and has inspired many on their journey to health. Another moving experience at a nursing home shifted her focus to also include easy and effective ways to achieve a healthy mind and clear the brain and ward off dementia. Now, as a dementia prevention coach, she's going to be speaking about meaning and purpose in her life. So let's welcome Alexi, joining me here from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome, Alexi. It's so wonderful to have you here. Oh, it's
1: so delightful to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. So a lot of different kinds of experiences, but all related to health. How did that become your passion? What really lit your path?
1: Well, um, when I, you know, I, I started off working as an employee. So I didn't have meaning and, and purpose in my life. I was just an employee. Mm. And then when I left that and I started working as an entrepreneur, primarily then as a chef, I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't meaning and purpose. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then my cancer situation really ignited something because I cured myself holistically without any medical intervention, drugs or surgery in a year's time, I thought, I want to teach people how to do the same thing. So that gave me meaning and purpose. So I I switched hats from a traditional chef to one of a plant-based chef hat, and then having learned all sorts of holistic things related to health and healing, it's meaning and purpose for me because I know if I can do it, I can show people how to do it. Yes, absolutely. So
0: what inspired you to be able to heal yourself? How did you do that? Well, I did only a year.
1: (laughs) I I, I didn't know any, I, I had no idea how I was gonna do it, but I remember when the pathologist called me and gave me the diagnosis, I just said thank you. And when I hung up that phone, I knew I was gonna beat it. I had no idea how and so like more than 20 years ago the availability of the internet isn't like it is today so i spent three months at bookstores and libraries researching and i had no idea that diet and health were so related so it just opened a whole new venue for me and then having and then based on what i learned i mean a lot of it was positive mindset you know plus the changes that i made and when i saw results i went this is what I'm supposed to do, because if I can do it, I can tell people how to do it.
0: Yes, yes. And you mentioned there was another experience that you had at a nursing home.
1: What happened there? Well, I was still freelancing a bit as a chef
0: Mm. and it
1: was uh, lunchtime. I was at a nursing home and in the one dining room the residents were all animated having a lively conversation. And then another dining room, just a short walk down the hallway where I was stationed, about 24 women seated at tables of four. I didn't understand why we had to put out on two plates their lunch entrees. I didn't understand what we were doing. It was so the women could visually see what their options were because some of them couldn't understand reading a menu. Some, we had to cut up the food. Mm -hmm. Some had to be fed. Some were feeding themselves like a five-year-old. And What broke my heart was some of these women were only in their 50s. I went, Oh my oh. gosh, the world has to know it doesn't have to be this way. Because right. I had never had a family member or a friend experience dementia. So this is like totally new to me.
0: And it, it, it
1: was just devastating. It was devastating.
0: My goodness. So it was all due to dementia that they were living that that's way. Right.
1: That's mm. right. And so you set out to learn more about that. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean I was already being interested more in it, but this like really Fast track, I got to learn all there is and just get it out there that, you know, dementia is totally uh, preventable and it's stoppable. In some cases, reversible, but I just focus on the prevention.
0: Yes. And so does that have a lot to do with diet and lifestyle as well?
1: Absolutely. Just Mm. like heart disease is inflammation of the heart. Arthritis is inflammation of the bones. Dementia is inflammation of the brain. And what causes heart disease, arthritis, dementia? Like you said, lifestyle habits. Mm. Everybody thinks they're eating healthy, but they're not really. Even the healthiest people have a little bit of room for improvement. And today, unfortunately, our food is so adulterated with chemicals and all sorts of toxins. um, Our soil is depleted it doesn't have the mineral content in it that it did years ago because of over-farming. There's just so many factors that really affect, uh, you know, we're not eating as healthy as we could. We spend so much time in front of the internet, the Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, you know, we're not, you know, not exercising like would be beneficial, not getting enough sleep. There's just a whole bunch of different factors, but I really like to focus on the cognizant part, the mindset because you can eat as much as healthy as you want and and get adequate sleep. But if you get up in the morning, it's just like, oh, what am I going to do? There's no driving factor to keep you going to keep you healthy. So like the blue zones, which are five communities on the planet that boast the healthiest, longest living well into the 90s and 100s, they have meaning and purpose in their life because they get up in the morning It's either farming, raising their kids, handing over family traditions to their grandchildren. Yes. There's a driving force there. It gives meaning and purpose. And food
0: itself has more meaning and purpose when we realize it, maybe even that it's
1: medicine. Well, that's just it. And, you know, doing things to stimulate your brain. Um, you know, physical, mental, and social activities every day because that that stimulates your brain. So in terms of social activities, maybe you can find meaning and purpose in um, starting um, a bridge club or starting a book club or starting uh, some kind of movement. You know, in terms of the physical, get together a bunch of friends to go on your daily walks or start an exercise club. You know, um, there's just so many things you can do to stimulate your brain cells, you know, with, with meaning and purpose in your mind. And we should always strive to do something brain stimulating every day to keep those cells going.
0: Yes. And it sounds like you've done a lot of that on your journey, always learning something new and really delving into the topic and learning everything you can about it, but not just reading about it, actually implementing those changes and now sharing about what, how those changes, that mindset, a different kind of diet, plant-based you mentioned, can support living a meaningful and fulfilling life. So what made you decide to change to a plant-based diet and why share that type of lifestyle?
1: Well, at the time I was living on the west coast of Canada and the raw food movement was a really hot item. The, the, the fad, so to speak, had come up from California and I thought, oh, I'll just try it. You know, it's a lot easier to be eat raw food on the West Coast than it is in Toronto. Because mm. when it's minus 10 degrees in Toronto in the winter, you want something warm. You know, so living on the West Coast is a lot easier. So I totally embraced, you know, a raw food diet at the time. And I just felt really good. I, I mean, I just, energy, um, I knew I was feeding my body good food that was not, by heat which kills you know nutrients enzymes and then I switched over to a plant-based because you know raw food isn't ideal for everybody so as long mm-hmm. as you maintain the plant-based that's what I really focus on.
0: Yes and how does mindset factor into it? Is it really just the decision to change to a plant-based diet or to practice alternative healing modalities, like going back to your story about how you healed yourself, well, what just, kind of well, mindset shifts were required
1: for you to be able to do that? Just, I knew that I was going to conquer cancer. I didn't know how, but based on the research that I had learned, yeah, I thought, and I, I'm generally a very determined person anyway. And I thought, I'm going to do this because I didn't want to do anything invasive to my body. Right. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just going to do it. And I was just adamant I was going to do it. And, you know, diet, based on the research I had done, diet played a, a really significant role. I eliminated toxic toiletries and cleaning products that add to your toxic load. And then um, I did some emotional work, which was really very paramount because according to the ACE test, uh, capitalized A, capitalized C, capitalized E, which stands for Accelerated Childhood Experiences. um, It's a test that was conducted, oh, some 25 years ago by 20 um, college grad students by Kaiser Permanente, a well-respected health research company. 10 questions. Traumas you experienced between the ages of three and 18. So, physical, mental, uh, emotional abuse, your father was a drunk, he beat up your mother, you know, those kinds of things. Mm. If you score two or more yeses out of a possible 10, you have a 50% chance of developing cancer, arteriosclerosis, heart disease after the age of 50. Oh, the wow. Yeses, the higher the number goes. So, your cells retain negative memories. So, you want to remove those negative memories and so that's why i did meditation and some um, forgiveness for personal growth work in that capacity just as sort of, i wanted to start off with, with a clean slate so to speak
0: yeah yeah what kind of factors would put people at risk for dementia
1: well you know when you were raised as a child you know was you, your father rude and abusive was he um Sexually abusive was he? A, an emotionally abusive? You know, did he support you in what you did, or did he? Help, or did he put you down? I mean, it doesn't have to be your father; it could be your mother, it could be an aunt, it could be even be your brother, or it could be a teacher. But you know, if you don't grow up in a supportive environment, always being criticized or put down, um, not encouraged, it really it affects children, especially with the developing brain. Know well into their late teens and sometimes beyond, so that's why people today are still suffering from unresolved trauma issues and it manifests into health challenges because memory is in your cells, so we have to resolve those emotional issues. A lot of people don't even know what they are. So, I also work as a conscious transformational coach, so I take people through a non invasive. Um, procedure where I permanently delete the traumas without you having to relive it or be re traumatized.
0: Oh, and wow. even for
1: myself, I still had some unresolved issues, and it's been miraculous. You know, it's just, it really is life changing. That's all I can say. That's
0: so, incredible. Like, you know,
1: like we're, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally connected, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. And as you say, it's important not just to look at the symptoms or really get to the root of what's going on and what that trauma is there, those emotional wounds that are accumulating in the body and creating this toxicity and our whole outlook on life really and affecting our mind in the way that we're living it. So those lifestyle changes that we make takes a shift in our mindset as well. The way that we eat, the way that we live in our life. So, what are the things you'd recommend for people to get in touch and aligned with a life of meaning and a purpose? How do how do they make that change from just you know just basically trying to survive the day?
1: Well, you know, like for example, what are your values? Do you live your values every day? Mm. You know, makes some people don't even know what values are. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's there's lots of charts online you can look up your values and and live those values, you know. um, There's just, you know, if you live what's important to you, do what's important to you, do what feeds your soul. If you've made some kind of impact or made a change or influenced somebody along the way, even on a daily basis, that gives you a really good feeling. You know, it lowers your cortisol, it raises your feel-good Hormones that feed your brain. And, you know, if you're happy, you're going to be successful. It's not the other way around. People think, if I'm successful, I'm going to be happy. No, you're happy first. And then that sort of overflows into success in whatever area of your life is important to you. Yeah. So
0: being happy and aligned with your values and being aligned with your values, too, I find is a really helpful tool for prioritizing your time and your boundaries. Mm -hmm and creating more space for freedom and flow and inspiration and to really be guided by what you find most important to you based on those values.
1: Yeah, And then, you know, I give people uh, something to think about. What do you want to be remembered by Mm -hmm. in this first place? Yes, absolutely. And, And it can be anything. You could be the best grandma ever. You could finish the Boston Marathon in your age category. You can influence your granddaughter um, as she watches you make cookies to become a world-class baker. You can start a, a, a community, you can start a movement. You can buy an, an animal sanctuary, whatever feeds your soul. And then mm-hmm. also I give people something to think about. Um, what are your 20 year goals? You know, because years, people once they've sort of reached the sixties or retirement age, well, you know, um, I'm just going to retire and take it easy. But, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you sort of want to keep on going. But uh, what do you want to accomplish
0: in those 20 years? Mm-hmm. There's still many years left. I know that's people right, exactly. that retire at 55, I mean, that's really young still. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, could you have know, like another 40 years or so beyond that.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of people I know, um, a lot of my clients are over 55, and they're people that have shifted from a career to a calling, or they're now getting to travel the world or be with their grandkids and be in that support and really start to align with their values, you know, instead of putting external motivating factors first, and not feeling like retirement's all about financial means, you know, securing Your pension or to have that savings or investments or to have your portfolio or having enough to live on of course that's important too but retirement planning can also be about how you want to be living the next half of your life or third of your life depending on when you do and one type of career path and move into something different so it's really interesting to see and i love that you talk about um, what you want to be remembered for as I talk about that too, when we're talking about living our passion, the way I see passion is breaking up the word and to pass I on, and I being your soul's expression of who you came here to be and what you came here to do, and then passing that on in this lifetime. And it's really about who you are at the core and how you get to shine your light. I've been to a lot of different funerals in my life, and I often hear, people talk about the loved one that's passed on and what they remember about them, you know, and the joy that they brought or the qualities that they brought into their life or the lessons or the teachings, even if they were hardships, sort of the growth that came through that. And there's a lot of awakening that can happen through grief, but we don't have to wait until our funeral to hear What's so great. I mean, if you're someone who's not so sure about your values and how you want to be living your life or what you want to be remembered for then you can just listen or ask friends and family or colleagues or um you know others people in your community or your network what they love about you now
1: right
0: you know and how they can um because that also brings about meaning and purpose because you get to hear things you might not even know that people thought about you or the kind of difference that you're already making in someone's life that's right and they're often quite subtle changes or things you know we don't think are so profound or don't make a difference, but it could be just like one word or something you said to someone or smiled at a time that they really needed just that comfort. Um, you know, or cooking a meal for someone, right? How nourishing that can be, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, win the marathon or win, um. Win the race, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or get the trophy or the marathon. It doesn't have, it can be that, absolutely. But it doesn't have to be this big, profound, magnificent thing, thinking, oh, that, right. you know, we don't have time to train for that or we're not good enough for that. You're already probably making a difference in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the things that have brought meaning and purpose into your life, Alexi?
1: My animals
0: definitely really yes. my
1: soul mm. um, mm-hmm. They love unconditionally, so you know, coaching and 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 consulting and podcasts, you know things that people never thought about because I get these you know, emails years later saying how you know I influenced them or made it made that significant change or whatever like that really feeds my soul what really gives me meaning and purpose today is practicing gratitude and how i show gratitude is i approach strangers at the dog park at the grocery store at the atm machine and i say can i put a chuckle in your heart and by that i mean can i share a joke why Everybody is fighting some kind of battle. You may have lost your job, a loved one may have died, maybe you have to move. So for two minutes, I have a captive audience. They laugh out loud. It feeds my soul. It lowers cortisol, raises the feel-good hormones, the endorphins in your brain, which is great for improving, you know, maintaining good brain function. And they may think about it all day and then go home and share with love and say,
0: you know what, I met this crazy woman at the dog
1: park. Oh my god, <laughs> but it was really good. So, so having said that, may I put a chuckle in your heart. Yes. Okay. So lady rushes out of the drugstore and she realizes that she's locked the keys to her car. She clasps her hands, looks up to the sky, and says, God, please send me somebody that unlock the keys to my car. One minute. A biker appears. Tattoo, skullcap, big beard belly. Hey, lady, you need some help? Well, please, please, sir. I have these nests. My dad, she's sick at home. And I have to get home and unlock my keys. Can, can you unlock my car? Three minutes, the car is unlocked. She taps her hands one more time, looks up to the skies, and she says, God, thank you so much for sending me such a nice man. The biker overhears. He says, lady, I'm not a nice guy. I just got out of the prison for car theft. With clasped hands one more time, she looks up to the skies and she says, God, thank you so much for setting me up professional."
0: <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> you know, so just a personal little joke and you don't know how you're going to impact somebody else's life, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. That ripple effect that it can have and making a difference to someone's day yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, humor is a big thing. We take life so seriously. Take ourselves so seriously. It's nice to be able to laugh every now and then. The children
1: laugh. Mm. Children laugh two hundred to three hundred times a day. Really? We laugh. We laugh fifteen to one hundred times a day. Oh. so let's be children again.
0: Yes, let's be children again. Oh, and even just looking at the world through a child's eyes, you know, with joy and wonder and exploration and discovery and, yeah, interest, curiosity. That's how I like to live my life, with curiosity, courage, and compassion. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what gives me some meaning and purpose in life. Mm So how so, can people get a hold of you, Alexi, if they want to learn about how to prevent dementia? Is okay. that in your coaching? What type of coaching do you
1: do now for people? What would they expect when they contact you? I, well, I, I personalize the program because everybody's different. We're not one size fits all. Oh, Some people great. may need more help in this area than another area. So I have a lengthy quiz to determine what body systems may be the weakest and what areas are they concerned about oh and then and then we take it from there i also offer the um the conscious transformation coaching part of it where we eliminate permanently remove any emotional traumas that may be holding you back so are that as well so i do have um, a free quiz are you at risk for dementia so i'll give you i'll post the link for you so people can go and take the quiz and then um there's a link there where they can sign up for a, a free coaching session with me and we can discuss whatever uh issues they feel they want addressed immediately so nope no a free coaching call no strings attached
0: oh that's perfect thank you and i'll make sure i'll put the link in the show notes so everyone can just access it there Amazing. Do you have any other words of wisdom to share with us today?
1: Um, I think, you know, just living with meaning and purpose, what really puts a chuckle in your heart? What I, what can you go to bed saying, I'm really grateful today for? You know, because I put a smile on somebody's face, because, before, because I helped somebody, because I learned somebody before because I had a new client. What are you grateful for? But then not just what are you grateful for? Why are you grateful for that thing?
0: Why are you grateful that you learned that?
1: Why are you grateful that you've got a new client? Because the why makes it a lot more powerful. So every night before I go to bed, I think of three people that I had contact with, sometimes a stranger, sometimes somebody I know, and I write in my journal, "Why am I grateful that I had a connection with them today, and why?"
0: That gives a lot more meaning and purpose to a gratitude exercise, for sure. And it takes it deeper, yeah, because then you really feel into
1: that gratitude. Yeah, and you maybe may look at it differently than you originally thought the connection was, or you know that little kind deed you, you did you know you impacted somebody in some capacity and maybe they impacted you
0: yes absolutely and it seems like a nice way to end the day as well to complete mm-hmm. the day with that gratitude and that appreciation Very true yeah and hopefully set us up for a great sleep <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to re-emerge sure. the next day in a, in a positive way and yeah. to be looking for and experiencing more meaning and purpose in our lives Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you for that thank you so much for being here Lexi, and sharing your knowledge and your passion with us
1: oh, my pleasure I just uh yes yeah, uh sharing with whomever you can to impact the world to make a little bit of a difference in my own life
0: yes yes thank you And thank you to each and every one of you that have been watching today and listening. We all appreciate you. And we'll see you again next time on Wise Women Wednesdays. Bye for now.